You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we're going to talk about the two wildcard games, kind of think about what would have happened if the Indians had made it, talk about what it kind of looks like for these four teams going forward. Um... It's four interesting squads for different reasons. Sometimes, you know, for me, like, you get the Dodgers in there, they're not always the most interesting team because it's very much laid out. We know what the Dodgers are going to be like. But these teams are all teams that uh, could have some significant changes coming down the road sooner than later. Uh, we will, of course, spend some time on the Indians. You know, we talked about the 40-man a day ago going through all those spots. Um, it's also a good time to just kind of bring up the minors. I have been working on my Indians top 30. That'll be dropping some point this month on 24-7 Sports as well. So kind of go through and pull out some names to know. We're, you know, Everyone knows Nolan Jones is at the top. You know, Tristan McKenzie somewhere in that top 10. We're going to maybe dig a little bit deeper on uh, the top prospect list for this year. So let's start out with yesterday's game. Uh, an odd, odd game. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers jump out early. But what stood out for me in this is I didn't get a lot of the decisions that were made in this one. Um, you know, Trent Gresham, who is uh, who had the big blunder in the outfield, in terms of outfielders for the Brewers this year, he was fifth in at-bats, uh, leading off. Like, he was, he was okay when he was called up, but he wasn't... He wasn't even league average, just so you call him up and then you're going to have him batting lead off and and, uh, and you're putting a lot of pressure on a young kid there. I understand we say that he had the fifth most at-bats and you know, one of those guys ahead of him is um, Yelich, who's hurt, and that, of course, affects things. And you know, Ben Gamble. And you've got uh, Spannenberger has really kind of moved up the, the list for them later in the year as well. Uh, I Personally, I would just put Gamble in there. This is a, when you look at someone like Gamble, he's had so much major league experience. He, was, he wasn't as good of a hitter this year as, say, Grisham, but he's a lefty. It gives you the uh, bit of an advantage there. I mean, Grisham is also a lefty. You know, it, it's always hard to evaluate defensive metrics, but it's just one of those things at this point. It seemed like an odd thing to kind of throw someone up there in that situation who had played about a month in the majors, a month and a half in the majors. The more surprising thing for me in this one is that the Brewers pitching, uh, I don't know if you want to say imploded. I mean, it's not surprising if the Brewers pitching implodes, but that, you know, they Josh uh, Hader was the guy who... They got three runs off of him in the ninth, and misplay or not, uh, the fact that they were able to load the bases against him is, uh, he just wasn't as effective as he had been. And it's one of those things, is he, he is that due to just how much he ended up getting used throughout the year this year? You know, he appeared in 61 games, 75 innings. Uh, it's possible. It's also, I mean, Brandon Woodruff pitched pretty well. The, the Brewers are just a team in general, though, that, that lacks pitching. You know, they... they Woodruff had allowed two hits through four innings, giving up one earned run on a home run, and they took him out. Uh, it's kind of the National League game. He got pinch hit for, and, and one can really make the case maybe that's where the game uh, came undone for the Brewers. Uh, but at the same time, Sutter did his job, uh, Pomerantz did his job, and uh, 
you know, it, you want Hater in the ninth three-run lead. That is what you want if you're a Brewers fan. It is just unfortunate because you look at this team, um, they have arguably the worst minors in baseball. They're a team that is going to lose several players um, to free agency this year. They're going to have some interesting choices to make. Um, I was looking at Eric Thames right now. Thames right now, their first baseman, who they you know they signed. What a great deal it was when they got him from Korea. For those who aren't familiar, you know he left uh, the big leagues, went over to Korea at the age of 25. Uh, he'd bounced around the minors a bit, couldn't really get that opportunity. Goes and plays really well in Korea, and the Brewers signed him to a three-year contract with a team option. And next year would be the highest amount of money he would make, which is $7.5 million. The whole contract was only $16 million guaranteed over three years. Um, at $7.5 million, especially after having traded away um, Jesus Aguilar to get Jacob Feria, who was largely ineffective for them this year, I, I would think they're going to keep him in place with their team. But uh, I, I, one of the things that I really enjoy is for a long time I confused him with Marcus Thames, who was a Detroit outfielder. And uh, that is his number one uh, comparison at this age on Baseball Reference, which I feel is like name bias right there. I don't know, but that's what stands out to me So I was going through it. But the Brewers on the whole, when you look at uh, this team, so I mentioned they're going to have some changes. Drew Pomerantz is one of those free agents who is going to be going. Uh, catcher Yasmani Grandal is a player who's going to be leaving uh, or at least hitting the free agent market. And now that he doesn't have any compensation attached to him, it's going to, he, you know, teams want catchers. And even, it, like, his average was down this year, still a 119 OPS. That's uh, OPS plus. If we go over to a uh, good old world of fan graphs and look at the, you know, leaders batting 2019, if we don't go over to catchers, first off, how many qualified catchers are there? There are four catchers who had enough plate appearances to qualify for the batting title. Four of them. And Grandal, by far, had the highest uh, runs created plus of that group at a 121. Next up was Real Muto at a 108. So let's just lower the qualified plate appearances and take it down to 400, we'll say. That's a, that's a good amount. Um, we're up to 14 catchers. And in terms of offensive value, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs beats Grandel. Omar uh, Navarez, what, he's an interesting story, just because, uh, you know, I talked about the James McCann situation with the White Sox, and McCann ended up sixth in terms of production, WRC+, but Navarez was quite good for the White Sox last year, and they traded him away. Uh, it was only 97 games, but 122... WRC plus the year before that a 101, so he's got three years now of um, really solid production uh, from the catching position. The Mariners should really be shopping him this offseason. Um, if I'm them, I'm calling him at Milwaukee and being like, "Hey, uh, you're going to lose your catcher. We'll trade you. Uh, we'll trade you uh, Navarez for Bryce Terang, the only prospect of note that you guys really have." And Milwaukee, but it's just kind of an interesting thing. If you're curious about the Roberto Perez, the Indians, he comes in tenth. He was about average uh, in that category. So, but yeah, they're going to lose one of their best hitters, and 
on top of that, like I said, they're going to lose it. Uh, part of their pen, they're going to lose... Why am I blanking on the uh, other free agent to be that is of Mike Moustakis, which I've talked about. I'd like to have him on the Indians. Uh, he's going to be walking, likely. Um, you know, they're in a... You know, Manny... I don't think you want Manny Pina as your, your starting catcher. They're going to have to do something. They're gonna, they don't have much. It is, as I mentioned, a really bad minor league system. Um... There's Bryce Terang, and then there's everyone else. Uh, Aaron Ashby is someone I was the high man on when he came out of school and his value was going up, but you know he wasn't missing as many bats when he got up to high A, and I mean, I think most of us project him to be a reliever. A lot of the big names in the system really regressed this year. Tristan Lutz was a, there were points where he was the top 50 prospect in baseball. That always seemed like a bit of overkill. Zach Brown, who I uh, talked about, if the Indians made a trade, of Bauer to the Brewers that I would have liked him as like a tertiary piece. He struggled with his command this year in AAA. Corey Ray is really falling apart. Uh, he's just striking out and unbelievable. He's selling out for power. There's no other way around it. Corey Ray is completely selling out for power. His profile is very different. He's a different player than he was when he came out of college. Uh, Lucas Ersig was another one of those guys. It's You know, you look at Ray, you look at Ersig, you look at Corbin Burns. Like These are guys who, Tristan Lutz, who scouts really... Ju- I mean, I jumped on Corbin Burns, I'll be honest. I loved his production. Um, but the rest of them, there were... You know, there was various reasons for question marks, but uh, these are guys that at some points were all talked about as potential, you know, top 75 prospects in baseball, if not higher. I think Corey Ray was, like, a top 20 prospect for some people at points. Um, but none of them have developed. It's, it's odd how many of these big prospects regress for them as they move up the system. I don't know what's going on in their development, but you know, Devin Williams finally hit the majors this year. He was a 25 years of age. Uh, th- there's some interesting pieces, but it's is a really bad minor leagues. Um, there's no way around it. They don't really have the pieces to go out and trade for anything, but they desperately need to add a catcher. Um, they desperately need to add some more pitching help. You go and you look at the the Brewers right now. Uh, Jules Chastain is still fifth on the team and and starts, so it's it's going to be rough for them. Uh, I don't want to say something like "Oh, the window's closing," but it could be. Something that is not closing is Vivid Seats. They are a sponsor for the postseason. And keep that word postseason in mind. If you want a ticket to something, Vivid Seats has you covered. And if you go over there right now and you use our promo code postseason, not only are you going to get the seats you want, but you're going to save up to 100 bucks. Uh, buying tickets online is expensive. There's a lot of places you can go and a lot of places that will uh, just gouge you with service charges. This coupon alone is going to make Vivid Seats the place to go to get your um, your tickets. Now, they are also the ones who reward you. They have a system. The more you go, the more value you gain. So go over to Vivid Seats and remember to use that promo code POSTSEASON. That shows them that you came from us over here on the MLB side of Locked On, and it is a great way to uh, get seats to whatever event you want to go to. Okay, so I spent a lot of time on the Brewers in the first half. Um, I do admit, I just find them to be an interesting team. They're very much at a crossroads, and we're not going to go in the Nationals because they're not eliminated yet. Uh, but as of now, it's a bomb the ninth, and the Rays are, are, are relatively big on the Oakland Athletics. Now, Shamanea didn't pitch very well. Uh, that's kind of where you're at. Jesus Luzardo came out and he was solid for them. On the other side of things, I talked about, 
if the Indians made the postseason, in a one-game matchup, Charlie Morton was going to be deadly. And five innings, zero earned runs, one unearned. He's just he's one of the top three pitchers in the American League this year. Charlie Morton was one of the best free agent signings any team made, and the Rays went out and got him. I uh, he I believe it was a two-year deal for Charlie Morton. Should probably uh, look that up. But we're looking at a team in the Rays who still have so many good prospects coming up. This could be setting them up to challenge a team like the Yankees for going for it. The Yankees minors are. You know, that's another team with a, a bottom five minor leagues at this point. So Tampa's kind of emergence and so many other top prospects haven't even hit the majors yet. Uh, they're going to be a team to track, and they just have so much depth. I don't know if there's a team in baseball that has more depth than the Rays, but their season looks like it's going to continue, so there's not. I don't want to fixate on them. So let's jump over to the Oakland Athletics. They're like the uh, little engine that could in making it to the postseason this year. This team won 97 wins. This team won 97 wins. This team won 97 games. Uh, with Mike Fires as your ace, Brett Anderson, who might have been the healthiest year of his career, Chris Bassett, um, he might now officially be the greatest player in the University of Akron history to play in the big leagues. Uh, Frankie Montes, who was looking like an all-star and then got suspended for performance enhancers, and fifth on the team in stars is Homer Bailey, who they traded for almost nothing uh, a few weeks before the deadline. They have an excellent pen. At least they should. You know, Liam Hendricks, Yusmero Pettit, uh, Ryan Butcher, Blake uh, Trahan had some issues this year, kind of moved down a bit from that closer role. Tanner Rourke is the solid, reliable um, back-end starter. But at this point, you look at this team, uh, so Rourke's a free agent, but... I have to see on some of the other pieces in here, but you assume that Montes is going to be there. You assume Manea, who's now healthy, is going to fill one of those spots. You assume Jesus Lazardo, who is also a, um, you know, one of their their dynamic young arms, will fill one of those other spots. Mike Fires, they have through next season. Brett Anderson um, always had really good stuff. Again, it's a matter of health. Do you count on him or not? He's going to be a free agent. And Chris Bassett is still, you know, from Toledo, Ohio, uh, drafted by the White Sox. Went to the University of Akron from Genoa in Clay, Ohio. Clay is is a... Clay, Ohio has some... I don't... It, it, that's a name that comes up often when I look at uh, baseball. It must be a really strong area in Ohio in terms of baseball production. But Bassett is not a free agent until 2023, so... Yeah, the Athletics are going to be back. Um, they're not losing much. I mean, that's it. It's okay. So they're going to lose Homer Bailey. They've got young guys to replace him. Their pen is kind of set. Um, they've got a, just a bunch of nice young arms. They have some really talented prospects in the minors. Um, you look at theirs. You know, the catching position was a disaster, but. Uh, Sean Murphy looked really good when they gave him that opportunity and he got called up this year. Uh, 137 OPS plus. Uh, I mean, he crushed the ball. Uh, and he's a potential elite defender behind the plate. Um, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about him. Uh, Mark, I always butcher Kaneha's name, uh, had a huge breakout year this year. Was arguably their best hitter. You go through the team, you know, they're set at first base. Like I said, they're going to be set at catcher. Marcus Simeon, uh, maybe the most underrated player in baseball, with him and Chapman. 
I mean, Profire, okay, there, there's your first issue. Robbie Grossman, Raymond uh, Lariano was great, Stephen Piscotti was okay, Chris Davis um, started to show some signs of decline at age 31, that's something to watch. But, you know, if, if you, less Grossman, more Kaneha, you move uh, Flegley out and put in Murphy, and then Sheldon News uh, had a really strong year at AAA. Did not do the best when he got the opportunity up here, but him and Chad Pinder will get some opportunities to come in and help that infield. And again, they still have top really good prospects in the minors that uh, are going to be able to come out and help them at some point. But yeah, the A's, unlike the Brewers where I was kind of saying, you know, warm up the, uh, warm up the, don't ask for the, it, you know, I kind of think of, you know, it blows for you. Uh... Don't ask for you know who who that is for. It is for you. I can't remember the, the saying. I'm having a, a moment, but uh, for the Brewers, while we can see it closing for the A's, I think they're very much open, um, especially when you look at their competition. And the Astros owner might as well have come out and said goodbye, Garrett Cole. Like that was, uh, and, and Indians fans get so mad about who the Indians let go um, in terms of players and what's happening I mean, imagine being an Astros fan so you let Charlie Morton walk who's going to be a uh, top three pitcher in the Cy Young you let, you're going to let Garrett Cole and Wade Miley likely walk um, yes they went out and made that trade for Greinke uh, but you got Verlander at age 36 at some point I think age is going to affect him a few years ago we thought he, it was I don't know what's happened but Verlander, Brad Peacock, Zach Greinke I mean Colin McHugh has not really done much for them uh and they're a team that's really tapped out their minors. You know, they've really, I mean, they are all in on this season. Um, they do have some flexibility. I'd be curious to see what they do in terms of, you know, maybe moving a bat or two. Um, I just don't know what you do because someone like Josh Riddick, um, you know, there, there isn't really trade value for him. Uh, I would love to see the Indians and the Astros make a trade. I'm just going to say it um, because both teams want to contend. And the Astros have too many bats, and the Indians have too many arms. And there's some, like, I mean, I, I've been a Miles Straw fan forever and a day. Just crazy athletic tools and a really high walk rate in the minors. Um, they traded away Tony Kemp. Tyler White, they, I believe, traded away as well. But uh, you look at this team, when healthy, uh, I'm not sure. I think Chernos might be a free agent and catcher. But uh, Yuli... First base, fantastic. Altuve, Correa, Bregman, I don't need to say anything. Michael Brantley proved me wrong. He uh, just needed to get healthy. Last year, we saw him fade, and I thought it was maybe a sign of age and injury, but it wasn't. It was just he hadn't played through a full season in a while. Um, Jake Marinisek is a nice fourth outfielder. Marson, I can't say his name, but you know, healthy Springer is going to be out there. So he's another player that could be walking soon from the, this team as well. Reddick in right field, and Jordan Alvarez is your DH. Kyle Tucker is, you know, sitting there in the picture waiting to get an opportunity. Yes, uh, Robin, their catcher is a free agent to be. He'll be a uh, hot com uh, commodity in the free agent market. Uh, he could be someone like a team like the Brewers target who just needs someone to fill in for at that position. He's going to be kind of a nice fallback Um a uh, nice fallback for a team, basically. You know, he's a he's been a, an effective uh, catcher, and it's kind of crazy that when you look at it, it's like 
the Rangers just let him go last year, even though he had been like a league average catcher. And he was a league average catcher again, and there's worse thing there's there's value in league average. Uh, Springer is a free agent next season. He's one of those guys like Mookie Betts, who's been kind of talked about that he could be on the block. Uh, Reddick is a free agent at the end of next season as well, but I think they would give him away. Uh, you know, I, I have been sticking on the teams that were eliminated, and you know, I spent some time on Oakland, but I, it, it would be interesting. I, I don't see it necessarily happening. It'd be I love those kind of like challenge trades where it's like, okay, uh, we believe our scouting eye, you believe your scouting eye, because when you get right down to it, uh, the Houston Astros. You know, they trade, what, four pieces for Granke this year? And they will not trade uh, Tucker. And, again, I don't know where he plays next year. You'd like to see him get an opportunity. Uh, Forrest Whitley's one of those guys who trending down a little bit in terms of value. Um, but still one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. He'll likely get a full opportunity next year. But outside of him, you know, it's like Brandon Bilak, uh it's interesting with him because it fits my whole thing where it's like Notre Dame was completely unable to develop any talent. Uh, the coaching staff there was awful, and uh, Brian Balaki was uh, one of those guys who had a lot of good things but couldn't get anything done, and he's been good for the Astros. It's the same thing like Kevin Biggio was terrible in college. Like That Notre Dame coaching staff was arguably the worst in baseball, uh, college baseball for a time there, but... Ronnie Dawson, former Ohio Stater, is currently 12. Uh, he's, you know, he's one of those interesting outfield prospects just in regard that he's he's gone through and he's been in the minors for a while and he's a speed-to-power guy. The question is, is he going to hit enough this last year? Uh, he didn't walk enough, nor did he hit enough, and he struck out a lot. Um, but, you know, he's a nice fourth outfielder because there's power and there's speed. But they don't have, you know, like I said, I mean, Brandon Bilek uh, and Forrest Whitley are two of the guys who could step into that rotation. That still leaves you Verlander at age 37. Um, let's see. Uh, Brad Peacock. Wade Miley is going to be a free agent. He's going to make a lot more than he, he made. I mean, maybe they keep him. but uh, And then Granke at, you know, who's 35 going on 36. The... It's you don't want to say there's the Houston Astros have a ridiculous um, lineup, but their pitching is quickly going to turn into a disaster. And you know, Chris Stavinsky, who a few years ago we were all praising, he had some struggles two years in a row. Will Harris was one of their best relievers, maybe their best reliever, and he's hitting free agency. I mean, sixty-eight innings or sixty-eight games. He was a workhorse, and he's another free agent for them. Uh, we'll see. I mean, their team that has spent in free agency, we'll have to see what the market is, you know. But I feel like they're more setting themselves up to go and get someone like a Jake Oda Rizzi level than, uh, than keep the guys they have. Uh, I mean, I, they're one of the top teams to win it all this year, but they have, they've gutted their own system on the, the path, and there's not... This is the bottom ten minor leagues, maybe bottom five. That's just... That's what it is at this point for Houston, and they're going to be a fun team to watch. Team, I would love... You know, there was talk that the Indians and the Astros talked at points about Bauer, so I would love to see if that comes to be. It's official as I'm recording the podcast. The Rays have won. They will advance. So we just did a full-on other teams other than the Indians episode. Uh, big takeaway. 
Brewers and the um, Houston Astros are teams to just kind of keep in the back of your mind with the Indians because of the fact that those are teams that need pitching and they don't really have the internal options to get it done. Uh, maybe there's something to be figured out. Maybe there's uh, a trade to be made in there. The Indians are going to need infield help. They're going to need relief help. Um, I don't think either of those teams are going to be the, the best place for relief help. But, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. I think the Indians will look to strike early, just like they did um, a year ago, and trying to add some talent. I don't think it's going to be through free agency, so we have to look at these other teams and kind of see who might be the team that the Indians could trade with to help themselves get better. Another long one. Uh, I feel like when I have nothing to talk about, I end up blabbering on longer than usual. So uh, thank you for listening, and as always, go Tribe!